Hello, and thank you for listening. I am losing my voice, so good luck. Um, this episode, we are definitely talking about some crazy shit, so user discretion is advised. Hi, and welcome to We Love Dead Things. I'm Candy. I'm Laura. And I try to figure out how I can do that exactly the same every week, now that I think about it. Really? Yes, I say it exactly the same way. Have you noticed that? No. I do. That is so weird. It's like my signature. I have no idea how it's the same every time. If we sound funny, it's because we're laying down. My boyfriend went away for the weekend, so we have the living room instead of my tiny dining room chairs that only fit half a butt cheek. So basically, we're laying down. Candy is hella comfy on my love seat. I love love seats. I love love seats. I'm five feet tall. I am built for love seats. I could live on this love seat. <laughs> my love seat is amazing. It's my actual sofa that sucks. Yeah. I'm waiting for a spring to pop through and kill me. Then I can do a podcast episode on you. Yeah, and how I died a really stupid death. I will be nominated for a Darwin Award. Uh, that would be hilarious. We still need to do an episode on the Darwin Awards. Yeah, we do. And today we're talking about cryptids. We both picked our little cryptids to talk about. Mine is actually more of a mythological creature than a cryptid because I kept getting pulled into like hippogriffs and then I got stuck on a swong for a while, which I'm like 90% sure I'm not pronouncing that right. I really wanted to do Alcanto. I think I can't even remember the name anymore, but there's not enough information on it. I would have just been done in like two seconds. Yeah. Just so you know, alcantos are birds that eat gold or silver, and they live in Chile, and they're bright color, like they glow in the dark, gold or silver colored, depending on what they eat, and miners follow them to find the ores, but if they get caught, they just get pushed off a cliff. And that's the whole story. There's no sightings or anything? No. Not that I could find. Because everybody who saw them died. The Wikipedia page was like this long, <laughs> <laughs> which is like three inches, you guys. Oh my I'm going to have you go first. Oh, I'm going first? Okay. Yeah. Oh man, we're going to get so sidetracked on mine. That's okay. We're probably going to get sidetracked on mine too. Okay. So first of all, I just want everybody to know that cryptids are a real thing. We don't know all the species on the planet. So it is possible that some of these creatures are out there. The Mongolian death worm will kill you if you touch it. Why do I really think of tremors every time that's brought up? That is exactly what I picture when I think of a Mongolian death worm. <laughs> Just imagine. Every single time I imagine a Mongolian death worm. Ass blasters. Or the creatures from Beetlejuice. Ass blasters, though. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Tremors. They have a Tremors 6 out now. Do they really? Yes, I watched it the other, uh, like, 
two months ago. I'm gonna need to see it. <laughs> yeah. I even made a joke about, you know that meme with that giant ass spider that takes up the whole house? I was like, that meme could be real. Good luck. <laughs> that probably is real because, like, Australia apparently has enormous spiders. Well, I just heard, I can't even remember what it was. On Twitter, I was talking to people, drop bears. That's koala bears that apparently kill people, but it's not a real thing, but it is a joke about how everything in Australia kills people. Okay, but koala bears are evil, so they probably will kill something or someone. So I also really freaking love sci-fi movies like Giant Python versus Gatoroid. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that. Like those are like like my favorite kind of movies. So, obviously, Tremors. <laughs> Tremors is amazing. Tremors is the best. And Sharknado. I don't care if anybody judges me. I love Sharknado. I'm judging you. It is. It makes fun of those movies so much that it is so bad that it's hilarious. No. The whole point of it is to make fun of those kind of movies. I know. So, I really, really wanted to find... A, like, cryptid that was well less known. So I, like, went through this whole huge list. And then I did that test. Remember I did that test and I found out I was a Bigfoot? Yes, and I said that we needed to dress you up in a fuzzy suit and call you Candyfoot. Yeah, I found that on um the website. The crypt- There's, like, a cryptid Wikipedia page that has a huge long list of a bunch of cryptids. I want to find out what cryptid I am. You should have done the test. Mine's Bigfoot. I'm going to do the test right now. Okay. While you're telling me your story. Oh, you're going to get distracted, girlfriend. No. So, mine is on Brunies. Mm -hmm. They are, can be found in Scotland. And these are small fairy creatures that will either help you or prank you. However, do not call them fairies because they do not want to be called fairies. Sorry, I was double checking. Okay. (laughs) So they appear to humans as like small dwarves with coal black eyes. They wear suits colored with various earth tones. They have pointy ears, big eyes, and long fingers. And while they originally like were located in Scotland, they followed people as they move out, moved out about the world. And different countries have their own different versions of the brownies, which is also spelled brownies. So if I say brownies, I mean the brownies. Isn't that what I called them earlier? Yes, but it's spelled brownies, so... They're brownies. Okay, so... Brownie? Brownies? What are you? What? No, I just realized Laurel K. Hamilton references brownies because they're fae. Girl, girl... Girl. Okay, I'm going to stop right now because I'm going to spiral into Laurel K. Hamilton. No, because you're going to spiral later and then you're going to be like, why did I not make this connection? And I'm dying inside. No, just the name. Like, I spent all of high school trying to figure out why there would be a fae called a brownie that looks like a dog. But it's They can shapeshift. They can shapeshift into animals. But they don't usually do that. So, Brunies love good people so much, in fact, that they will come to a good person's house at night and actually clean their house and leave gifts. 
And Bernies who really like a certain person or family will move into the attic or basement of that family and live with the family. And they'll help them clean, do tasks, help around the farm, and stuff like that. And some Bernies will even attach themselves to families for generations if they like the family enough. However, Brunies only work during the nighttime while people are sleeping, and each family can only have one Bruni. Um, they don't work in pairs, and Brunies tend to hide from people and are rarely seen. Mm-hmm. So if you have one, you're likely not to see it at all. Usually, they just do the housework at night, and they actually some Brunies have gone above and beyond. And one even got a midwife for a lady who was giving birth in his family. Most Brunies that have been seen are actually male. The females are rarely seen at all. And they have the ability to turn invisible, but they're so sneaky that they barely even have to use that power. And a way to attract Brunies would be to leave things like milk, ale, honey, and cake out. And these will attract Brunies to houses that leave them out for them. However, Brunies also hate gifts and praises. So unless you're discreetly giving a praise or gift to a Brunie, it's going to be highly offended. Also, Brunies hate cats and will not enter homes that have cats. Random fun fact. However, Brunies do not like liars, thieves, and just plain bad people. They will often steal and prank from bad people. And some Brunies even go so far as to dislike ministers or people who refuse to have a drink every so often. So there's different kind of Brunies out there. It just depends on what you get. Earliest tales of Brunies have them at like human height. However, as the tales changed over the years, Now Brunies are about two feet tall. And Brunies even have family reunions. They meet on cliffs and desolate places to basically talk to each other every once in a while. And Brunies without homes live in tree hollows or abandoned buildings until they can find a home with a family. I'm still waiting. I'm listening. I know. What are you waiting for? For me to say how I'm basically a Bruni? Because that's no. what I'm getting out of this. I'm going to... Oh my gosh. You're going to hate yourself when I get to this part. <laughs> it, you haven't made the connection yet. The cats. So, Brunies who are offended can leave families. Sometimes they will take things with them. And sometimes they just undo all their work and trash the place. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm a Bruni. Usually Brunies who do this are deeply offended at, by being treated wrongfully. One time a Bruni left a family that fired all their servants only re- to return to the family when the servants were hired back. <laughs> One Bruni left because a human left cream out for the Bruni and then called out for the Bruni to come to them. Oh, Another. No. <laughs> Another time a Brunie left after being given a name. And all Brunies will leave if people try to baptize them. They do not like being baptized. So my daughter isn't a Brunie. (laughs) 
And a gift of clothing will make a Bruni leave and never return. <laughs> I want a Bruni. <laughs> Certain Brunies who wanted to leave their work were inspired to get clothing from the people that they worked for. And these Brunies also had names and felt like working was a curse. Girl, I'm dying. Basically, Dobby was a Bruni. Yes! That's, this is Is that what you've been waiting for me to say? I've been waiting for you to make the connection of Brunies and Half Selves. Yeah. Because this is where House Selves came from. That makes sense. The idea of House, that's why I was like, girl, girl. You know, I am, you do realize that I am extremely clueless, right? (laughs) Yes, but I I don't pick up on other people's cues. Like, I I thought about this like 20 minutes ago. I'm kidding, not really, because we've only been talking about it for five. Yeah. But, yeah, my, my voice is, like, hardcore spiking. i got to calm down. Oh, mine spikes, too. But, um, yeah, I was trying to wait for you to k- get the connection. Oh, I got the connection a long time ago. I just wasn't commenting. Yeah. Because I was trying to not interrupt <laughs> like I always do. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I expect it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there waiting, like, make the connection. Why aren't you making I'm the connection? I'm learning to be courteous, Candace. So. Candy. Sorry. It's okay. It's not like anybody knows how to spell it correctly. Anyways. Right. I'm not used to so. calling you Candy. I don't call you Candy. I call you by your given name. Yeah, so J.K. Rowling basically took this idea and made house elves from this idea. So, another idea... They came along the same lines as this is a deeply hurt Bruni can actually turn into a Bogart. Okay. So a Bogart's a bad spirit that usually attaches itself to a family and follows them when they flee in some cases. It's just a bad spirit pretty much. They basically just pull pranks and try to scare the family or person by, like, taking the sheets at night, putting their cold, clammy hands on people at night. However, giving a bogart a name can actually cause them to be- become more evil and ruthless. And the bogart's appearances change between stories. And that's really all I have. I didn't have a lot. Okay. Because I was, like, I mean, there's, there's, like, stories of house elves and house elves of broomies in there (laughs) (laughs) and um like different ones like some of them actually had names some of them were just like short little stories about how they got the midwives Mm -hmm. stuff like that i didn't go into really big details because i was distracted by the fact that i love dobby and dobby dies oh my god i still can't watch the scene when dobby dies i can't either I can't can't even watch that movie. (laughs) I can watch the movie, but I will literally stop the movie when Bellatrix throws the knife. The second she throws the knife, I stop watching. And I refuse to watch the movie again until Harry is done burying him. Yeah. And, like, they show his little little cross headstone thing. And I don't watch it. And my boyfriend has never seen seven... Seven parts one and two. So, like, we were watching it one day, and I turned it off at that point. And he's like, hey, wait, the movie's not over. And I was like, I won't watch it. I'm not crying today. And then he asked why, and I started crying. Because, like, I didn't want to tell him 
Dobby dies. And then Harry has to bury him. He doesn't have to bury him, but he does. I know. That's just so sad. It's really depressing. I can't get over Dobby dying. Hedwig too, but Dobby, like, really broke me. Dobby? Because Dobby was, like, Dobby worked so hard to get free. And then Dobby, like, was in love with Harry. He risked his little heart so many times. Yes. And then, like, he was always just there at the right moment when Harry needed him. And for him to be there at the right moment and then to die... But still managed to get all of them to Shell Cottage fine. Right. Which just, like... I have so many issues with Harry Potter as a character as it is. And then poor little Dobby dying. I'm just like, see, you should have been nice to him this whole fucking time. This whole five years that he's been trying to kill himself to save you. You stupid little messy-haired bitch. Like, I have issues with Harry Potter. I have issues with Ron. And the fact that brownies attract themselves to good families and the Weasleys never had a house elf just confirms in my mind all the Ron bashing fan fictions that I like to read. Mm -hmm. Because, obviously, the Weasley family is bad if they don't have house elves. Because of Ron. Kidding. Because Fred and George are super insanely sexy, but they were bad. <laughs> they weren't bad. They, they weren't just good. needed to mature. But then, how did... Well, Dobby was probably passed down for generations through the Malfoys. Yeah. Well, Dobby was like the story of the one who wanted to get free and needed clothes to do so. Mm-hmm. But, like, his, Dobby was probably, like, winky... And, like, what's-his-face that their whole line stayed within that one family. Yeah. And Dobby just didn't want to be. Yeah. But, no, like, literally, the whole Bruni's thing, the, the thing that caught me up was the whole Laurel K. Hamilton thing. In her second book series, because... The Vampire Hunter series came first. When her second series was about the Fae. And they discussed Brunies because the main character's best friend was a Bruni. Who wound up being the, like... What is it? Not concubine. Maybe concubine? She was one of the mistresses to the cousin. Who was evil. And, like, she was such a good little character, but she was tied to this evil person, literally tied to him. She let him put her in a collar and a leash. And her whole thing was because they were fey royalty. So should she be the one to be able to bear him an heir would basically make her royalty. So it was, like, a whole thing. But did she clean his house? Probably. They don't (laughs) talk too much about her um, because she's not a main story character. She's just a little character that they show off and on throughout the series. And I don't really remember much about her other than that. But I always thought they were called brownies. And I'm like, that's so weird. I never bothered to look them up. 
despite the fact that reading that entire series, I was constantly researching fairies. It just never clicked to check into those characters. Yep, she's a house elf. She's a house elf. With six boobies. Well, the females are rarely seen, so... <laughs> that one was totally seen, and she had six titties. I feel like that was definitely not correct. <laughs> well, apparently having six titties made you, like, super, super attractive in, like, her culture. So, clearly, if I was a Bruni, because I'm kind of a Bruni, then I am hideous, because, well, I've got enough booby for, like, four but I only got two. Yeah. I'm really depressed right now. I want to be a Bruni. There's nothing about them in boobs. <laughs> Laurel K. Hamilton made that part up. <laughs> no, probably. Who knows? She gets a lot of her stuff out of like, it takes her years to write one book because she does so much research on her stuff. And she also suffers with severe writer's block, which causes issues. But like, she does really hardcore research. And delves back like thousands of years. That was interesting. I love learning about fairies. So that was a lot of fun. I had to do it because the house elves. I know. I literally kept going back to hippogriffs because I love buckbeak. I love buckbeak too. I want a buckbeak. Not just any hippogriff. I want buckbeak. Mostly because I hope that that means Hagrid will come. And then I get to hang out with Hagrid. And then that means I get to hang out. Basically, my world revolves around hanging out with dogs. Because, like, <laughs> I love Buckbeak so much because Buckbeak was an epic character. And, like, I'm so happy that they saved him. But then I'm like, Buckbeak was Hagrid. So, which means I get to hang out with Hagrid, who is super chill. But that also means I get to hang out with Fang. So, it just, it ties back to the fact that I'm five feet tall and I am obsessed with things that are way too big for me. Like trucks that are huge. And dogs that if they stand up on their hind legs are probably a foot taller than me. Because looking at Fang, like they describe Fang in the books as a boarhound. But the actual dog that they used in the movie was just a really big mastiff. And I love mastiffs. Those are my favorite dogs. Yeah. So like. It just, it ties back into the dogs. I told you, I could totally do a podcast about dogs. That would be so boring to I me. love it. I love the puppies. All the puppies. Every day when I pick Sabrina up from daycare, it takes forever to leave. Mostly because I have conversations with her teacher. But, like, I just stand there loving on her dog. Because I want to bring him home with me. I love dogs, too, but I'm not going to listen to podcasts about somebody I've- petting totally listen to podcasts about people who are obsessed with dogs all the dogs every dog is important and they all deserve pets and snackies okay but i love dogs but i'm yeah dogs are amazing they're <laughs> the greatest animals ever podcasts about dogs and cats are not my thing <laughs> podcasts about critters are awesome i have all the quittos. What are you going to talk about? Today my cat slept on the fridge for 12 hours. Okay, well, one, I wouldn't talk about cats. <laughs> Today my dog chased its butt for three Today my dog saw his reflection in the sliding glass door and thought it was another dog. 
So he spent 20 minutes trying to get to the other dog, but he kept just bouncing off the wall. That would be better in a video than a podcast. Okay, fine. I will buy dogs and I will make a YouTube channel about my dogs doing weird things. And then my kid can get involved because she'll be chasing after the dogs and doing it too. (laughs) She's weird like that. It still smells like Brussels sprouts in here. And sage. And sage. So, you guys, we're going to continue segueing out of my story because I lost it and I need to look for it. Candy and I saged my apartment this evening. Yep. So, we got a little update, a little ghosty update while we're at it. Some shit has been going down. A sink turned on at work. Well, Candy was in the bathroom. By itself. The sink that had been shut off, right? Yeah, it had been shut off and it just turned on when we were leaving the bathroom. Like, the sinks, stuff is just happening. Did Comer tell you about the fridge opening? Yes, I saw yeah. it happen. The fridge opened by itself. Like, our supervisor was standing probably three feet away from the fridge. And, like, the door has a bad tendency of not being closed all the way. But, like, that thing was shut. And nobody had been in the fridge for a solid 15 minutes. And the door just opens up. Out of nowhere. And he freaks out because the sink, like, the stupid thing, the sink. The fridge just pops open. And he was nearby the fridge. He wasn't close enough to open it, but he was near it. It wasn't, well, he, I guess he felt the cold air and that's what made him, him turn around. Like, I saw it happen because I was in that, like, facing that direction, but. Well, and he sits in Miriam's spot, so, like, Miriam's there, the fridge is there. So when the door opens all the way it to, goes it's going to come. It towards him, yeah. Yeah, it's going to come into his eye line. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Well, so a little update that I was contemplating updating Right after it happened, but I didn't. Yesterday morning, around 4 a.m., I woke up. Yesterday morning is Saturday, January 24th, 27th, 26th. Whatever day is Saturday, January 2019. For those of you listening, in five years. It was the 26th. The 26th. I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning because my daughter is crying. My daughter should not be crying, so I run down to her room and see what's going on. Why is she crying? And I, you know, tap her little shoulder and I ask her what's wrong and she doesn't answer me. So I kind of flip her over a little bit and I ask her again and she mumbles in her sleep that I need to stop grabbing her feet. I had her shoulder, so something was grabbing her feet. I don't know what it was, but with everything that's been going on lately, I freaked the fuck out. Stuff moving around my apartment randomly, stuff that's supposed to be here is over there, stuff is falling over, there was a dead cat outside my door just a week ago. Shit's been happening at work, not just to me, but it's happened to my coworkers, it's happening to Candy, and now my kid. It doesn't happen at my home, though. It doesn't happen at home for Candy yet, that we know of. We're going to hope it doesn't. It's not going to. 
So that's all the fun stuff. Well, another little thing, little tidbit. I'm an ordained minister. So I literally spent like 20 minutes running around my apartment after I blessed a sink. And I like baptized my entire apartment. Because so shit's going down. It's not okay. So we saged my entire apartment. And I'm probably going to start doing weekly little things. Because I'm not okay with whatever's happening. So yeah, there's an update. My topic this week, and this is why I said I was, mine was a mythological creature and not a cryptid. Because I got so bored with cryptids. I keep going back to hippogriffs, but like also werewolves and Mongolian deathworms. So I decided to go for a little bit of a broader range. And I found... Something that isn't new to me, it's not new to anybody, but I decided to discuss a succubus. Of course. I love succubi. They're insane. So the definition of a succubus is a female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. And like typically, that's where most people leave it. That's how you hear about it in all the TV shows and movies. What is it? In O Brother Where Art Thou... George Clooney refers to his ex-wife as a succubus at one point, which caused him to get his ass kicked by some proper dude. It was really hilarious. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way. So, the succubus comes from medieval folklore. Folklore? I can't say that word. That they are an entity that comes at night to men in their dreams, usually in the form of a woman, to have sex with them. In my opinion, they're just raping them because they're not consenting. Yeah. Like, it's not consent. So, in a lot of religious traditions, and this actually started around the time of King James. Y'all know him. He wrote the Bible. They state that they used the succubus to explain away nocturnal emissions or wet dreams. Like, they would state that it was a demon causing this to happen because the entire focus of sexual intercourse is reproduction and reproduction alone so if your body is doing this on its own it must be a demon it just you know you can't enjoy sex you can't yeah that's a lie you just no well that comes from like people's (laughs) belief that you're supposed to give up all worldly Pretty much anything worldly, and you're supposed to basically live outside the world. So basically anything that feels good, feels right, blah, 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 you're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And all you're supposed to do is live, eat, and reproduce. Yeah, well, that's what they did at the time. So, like, if you enjoyed, or, I mean, you don't really have a choice, but having dreams at night that require, um, especially men... To have an orgasm means that a succubus came and seduced them. A lot of the time in movies and TV shows these days, they show a succubus as being very attractive. But older stories show them actually being really scary, probably an older woman type thing. When they describe a succubus, initially you think what you're seeing is a female. But the more you pay attention to this entity the more you start to notice it's not actually a woman 
Like, it might have a humanoid shape, but you start to see that, like, instead of having hands, she has razor-sharp talons. And she's got a serpentine tail coming out of her butt crack. How does a guy keep a boner during that time? (sighs) Their body does it on its own. But... That's, like, men still get a boner when they're being raped. Well, yeah. The body does what the body does, whether you want it to or not. Yeah, no, but it's just, like, because you just read, like, because I'm not a guy, so I don't know everything about guys, but, like, you know, like, guys who, like, get turned on and then they're like, oh, shit, this is the wrong place to do it, and they're like, think about this, this, and this, and then it, like, goes soft, you know? So, like... Well, like, maybe her body is still real nice, and maybe she's got some big titties. Yeah. And, like, round hips or something. I don't know. What did guys think was attractive back then? She had a huge pot belly. She had a huge pot belly, and they're like, that's a belly that can hold a baby, and that's, like, keeping it up, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. That's just my thing is, like, I mean, I know it happens, and I know, like, you can't really control when you get one either. Mm-hmm. You know? So I understand that stuff. It's just like, how do you keep it up when you're scared out of your mind? Well, it's also adrenaline. <laughs> like, that's how... Adrenaline makes your blood pump, and without blood flow, you can't get an erection. So the faster your heart is beating, the more it stays up. Does that mean Superman always has an Probably, which also means that his thing must be really tiny. He's got a severe little dick. Maybe that's why all those guys do, like, the cliff diving and shit like that. That's the only way they can get a boner. That would actually make sense. That would hurt. That would hurt. <laughs> Especially if you land belly down. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. This is why we don't have guy listeners. Dude. <laughs> This is a great story to have and my boyfriend not be here because he would not be able to stay out of this conversation. Yeah. So, the first well-known succubus goes by the name of Lilith, who many of us know as the first wife of Adam. Adam and Lilith were actually created of the same clay. They were created to be equal to one another. So, there's... Folklore stating, not folklore, like a lot of religion particularly states that Lilith left Adam after mating with the archangel Samael. Is that how you say it? I don't know because I never, I don't believe in the Lily stuff. So I don't don't believe in any of it. I don't check it out. I don't believe in any of it, but I do remember reading about it in... Like, what is it? Genesis 1, whatever. I remember it. Anyway, so she left Adam, apparently, because she was no longer satisfied with him after mating with the archangel. She left him and became one of four succubi known as also... I'm so, I can't say this. It doesn't come out all bad. Iseth Agrabamahayet and Nama. I assume. I think that's how you say it. Anyway, it said that the succubi can take the form of the beautiful young women. And that's when you start to notice the deformities or irregularities. I also listened to a story from a guy who encountered a succubus during a bout of lucid dreaming. Once he acknowledged it, 
it dropped the guise of a woman and instead it was just like a female body covered with a sheet. Like he could see where the face was supposed to be, but it didn't have a face. Okay. So that kind of is also freaky. Um, it just reminds me of Slender Man. Right? That's how I saw it too. And that's actually similar to the photo shown. Like it showed a person with the white thing over their face. And, like, you could see facial where facial features should be, but there weren't features. Having intercourse with a succubus apparently feels like you are entering a cavern of ice. Nothing? I'm still trying to figure out how a guy keeps a boner after that. Especially if it's cold in there. Yeah, doesn't that cause that to, like, shrivel up? It's supposed to. Yeah. So they also state that succubus, succubi force their um their victims to go down on them which like that shit ain't being maintained so they've got like urine and other bodily fluids dripping from it so i don't know what the other bodily fluids are i couldn't like there was nothing stating what it was i don't want to know because that shit that's not okay i need a piece of candy after that <laughs> So that's just the one, like, going into the whole Samael thing was one thing of Lilith. But since we're on the topic, I'm going to go back to Lilith for a second. There is another story that Lilith became a succubus after being cast out from Eden because she refused to submit from Adam. Submit to Adam. He wanted her to be his submissive. And she was like, fuck you, we were created to be equals, so you will treat me like one. And he didn't. And he made her leave, basically. So she peaced out, because Lilith was the OG feminist. You know, Lilith's not found in the Bible at all. They do reference Lilith in Genesis 1. Mm-mm. There's not a name. It doesn't go, they have it under a different name. It's not Lilith, it's like... Something else that I can't pronounce because I can't pronounce shit like that. No, all it talks about in Genesis 1 is about... Because Genesis 1 is the creation story. And all it discusses about men and women is... And God created man and woman. I used to have it memorized. I don't anymore. But that's the little paragraph that's like that big in a Bible. That's like two sentences. In Genesis 2, it goes straight into Adam and Eve and how Eve was created from Adam's um, rib. Rib, yeah. So that he could dominate over her. So there's really... Not really, actually. They describe it in a different sense. Not anything actually written about Eve. Not Eve. There, there's I, no stuff written about Eve in there, the Bible. There's not a whole lot written about but, Eve other than the fact that she was an idiot. But there's not anything that mentions Lilith. Lilith is like this idea that people have come with because for some reason, even though it goes into the creation of Eve, they've decided that there was a woman before Eve. I remember reading that there was other, mm-hmm. another wife. Either way, it doesn't matter because I don't believe in it. Either doesn't matter. So, continuing. Succubi will reproduce with their victims. I wrote ictums, because I know how to type. They can collect the semen and their male counterparts, the incubus, 
will use it to impregnate human women. Which, before I, like, if I didn't already know the whole thing about Incubus getting women pregnant, it just makes me think of that scene from Bride of Chucky when Tiffany collects the semen from the one thing and uses a turkey baster to impregnate Jennifer Tilly. I figured if Incubus didn't exist... That's how a succubus would, that's how demon babies are made. It's just more funny that way. You look so serious, I'd make a joke. That's because I'm still looking up Lilith. <laughs> I'm stuck on that. Because I've, I've read Genesis so many times. I've read but... the Bible quite often. Thank you, forced Sunday school. Anyway, scientists also think that they can explain the instances of succubus encounters by correlating it to sleep paralysis. So when you experience sleep paralysis, it's when your body is either waking up or going to sleep and your brain is aware, but your body hasn't caught up or your body is already asleep and your brain hasn't caught up. So you're in that in-between mode. A lot of people who experience sleep paralysis, they feel pressure on their chest and hallucinations can occur. So they will see shadows, they can feel things, but their body just, it doesn't move. And that's where the paralysis part comes from. I have suffered from sleep paralysis several times and it literally works that way. It feels like something is sitting on your chest and that's just because you can't move. You're not control anymore. And you will hallucinate. I have hallucinated. I don't see incubus or succubus. Ow. But... And it, it just matches up really well because when their bodies can't, they can't control their own bodies, these things that they're manif- manifesting in their heads is now doing stuff to them. So some people will say that they see the demons. They're trying to stop it, but their body won't let them. So maybe it is a part of sleep paralysis. Maybe there's some hot-bodied chick with claws and a snake tail coming to touch you in your sleep. We never will know. I'm so glad I do not have that. Sleep paralysis is horrible. Well, that was the end of mine. Okay. We still managed to talk to for 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, half of this is going to get cut down anyway. Yeah. So, we will see you guys next week. Well, actually, we'll probably wind up doing random stories on Instagram between then and now. So, we'll see you... You'll hear us in a week. Have a good night, you guys. Don't party too hard. If you have sleep paralysis, maybe attempt lucid dreaming. Or just don't have sleep paralysis. Easier said than done. I don't know. It's pretty easy. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I really don't know what to do to help with sleep paralysis. You can't help sleep paralysis. It's something that your body just does. Yeah. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to We Love Dead Things. Please review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on any podcast catcher you use, and share us with your friends, share us with your family, share us with the person down the street that you haven't talked to before, let them know how weird you are, and honestly guys, we appreciate you so much, so thank you for being you.